The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. You will have heard of the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin, the man at the top of the Wagner mercenary group. That group, of course, involved in a quasi-mutiny because they claimed that they were mutinying against the supports being given to them in the Ukraine war rather than uh, directly mutinying against the Kremlin or against Vladimir Putin. It would expect that, it would appear, that's not how Vladimir Putin interpreted it. With us is uh, Duncan Bullivant, who is Special Advisor to the Head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK Mission to Kosovo in 99, and CEO of the Henderson Group, an international risk management advisory. Duncan, what do we know of what happened at this stage? Well, it would appear that um, that either a, an, an explosive device on board the aircraft, a bomb, or a missile struck the aircraft. Uh, as it was moving from Moscow to St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg, of course, is where um, the Prigozhin's sort of power base and, 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 and home base is is actually located. Uh, the confusion is, you know, a little bit based on eyewitness accounts who say they saw missiles striking the aircraft. Um, if it if it was missiles, then it happened obviously within within uh, Russian airspace, and and it, it seems slightly unusual that a an air defence battery would just shoot down a, um, a a passenger aircraft without any particular reason. Uh, and if it was a bomb, then this is a tried and tested method uh, of the the GRU, the K, the KGB, the the FSB, um, whichever whichever. Uh, entity, intelligence entity you want to name from Russia's past and, and recent history um, in, in, in taking out members of the opposition. Joe Biden was asked about it and he said, and I quote, I don't know for a fact what happened, but I'm not surprised. There's not much that happens in Russia that Putin is not behind, but I don't know enough to know the answer. Do you think he's right? Look, I think he's he's as right as anybody can be. Um, what we have to do is look, is look at this in context, and that is that murder of high-profile critics of the regime is a is, is an everyday occurrence uh, in, in Moscow, from prominent businessmen to senior members of the military disappearing. Anybody who who makes who sticks their head above the parapet and 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 makes vocal criticism of of the regime has a habit of either falling down a flight of stairs, jumping out of a window, being poisoned. It, 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 it's standard practice in Russia. And we perhaps don't necessarily recognize that because we only see the news coming through when it's a particularly high profile individual or it's it's a small news item. But the, this culture of fear and this, this, this culture of revenge and, 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 and murder of the opposition is quite established now within this regime. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that this has happened. I think what has surprised everybody is the spectacular nature of this. You know, it would appear that 10 people lost their lives on that aircraft, that it would it would appear that it was the entire senior leadership team of Wagner, which is an extraordinary thing to put on the same aircraft. And also reports are coming out now that this may not have been the first attempt on his life and that this actually was, was the, the first successful attempt but others have failed over the, over the last few weeks. What of the methodology, Duncan? Because I spoke many years ago to um, John Sawyers, the former head of MI6, about the Salisbury murders, the two um, FSB men or KGB men who went to Salisbury to, or attempted murders, did, did that poisoning. And they subsequently made that video of, of a laughable excuse that they wanted to see the cathedral. And I asked John Sawyers, 
why would they do something that is so obviously not true? And he said, that's the point. You are sending a message that we can do this with impunity. Is that the same with the plane? Did they want it loud and obvious? I think I think you're on the money. I think this is a um, this is a spectacular demise for the entire leadership team of a group who, although they claim they weren't threatening Putin directly, were absolutely threatening the 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 rule of the Kremlin, the established order, and 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 you know directly took on Putin's authority. There's no doubt about it. And I think one of the issues about Russia today in terms of its political structure is if you don't take action against your critics and and your uh, even if they've been former you know close friends or, or former colleagues if you don't take action you're seen as weak and the next one will will stand in line to have a go i, I think if you look at the the spectacular nature of 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 of, of this um murder assassination whatever whatever terminology you're comfortable with it, it does bear parallels of course to other dictatorships in 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 modern history. And that is, you know, if, if you look at the way in which Hitler purged the SA in, in 1934, the night of the long lives where Ernst Rom was, was murdered along with over 80 members of, 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 of the SA. You know, these, these organizations, th- these, this, this regime in Russia, it's dog eat dog. And I think, you know, there was, a, there was an interview with Hermann Goering after the Second World War when it, in his prison cell before he was, his execution. Where he said it's a damn it's a damn good thing I wiped them out or they would have wiped us out. That's the nature of life now in in in, in Moscow. You know Wagner rose very rapidly. They they had high profile, they had very strong media presence. They captured a spirit of of, of patriotism and adventurism, uh, and it was a significant threat to 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 Putin and and Putin's regime. And and consequently they've paid the, they've paid the price. If that's the case, Duncan, can you explain two things to me? A, why would they run such a risk for such an apparently low return? And B, why would they not predict that the kind of attempts that we have seen on Prigozhin's life and the life of, of uh, the other senior leaders would immediately occur and not take better defence against them? I think you've got to look at the personality of Prigozhin. Um, this is this is not a rational, balanced individual. This is a an individual who who came out of a background of petty crime and time in prison where he established element you know he established a strong network of, of criminal contacts through through various acts of of duplicity and thuggery he ended up running a very prominent restaurant in St Petersburg where he he was noticed by the political elite and the rising elite which included Vladimir Putin uh, who was the deputy mayor of St Petersburg at the time and his and his sort of fame grew with with these with these character with with Putin and his entourage, and he was given numerous dodgy contracts for catering and and supply contracts where they were skimming off you know huge percentages. So his his rise to power from relative obscurity and criminality does does not necessarily mean that he's the most balanced and stable of individuals. And I think that, that what has happened here is that Wagner, who who definitely took the leading light in stabilizing the front in Ukraine and took enormous casualties and the fighting around Bakhmut, which was reported on widely um, during during the beginning of this year, it, 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 there were Wagner people that, that were dying. And I think he probably felt a, sen- a, a, a sort of bit of a God complex here that he had the support of his, of his people. And there's no doubt that Wagner 
hasn't gone away totally, and they will be pretty angry about the, about about his de- departure, to say the least. But I think he probably felt that he was stronger than he was between between the on the road to Moscow. And let's not forget, they were only sixty kilometers from Moscow. On the road to Moscow, at some point, common sense must have dawned on him that he didn't quite necessarily know what he was going to do when he got to Moscow. That the odds were stacked against him, and that negotiation was probably the best way. There are rumours that his extended family had been rounded up, and and basically he was told, "Stand down, or or we will or we will dispatch your family." I don't know if that's true, but there's, there were some fairly credible sources. So this was not a stable, rational individual. This was an individual who, you know, has effectively ripped resources out of Africa, has provided mercenaries to support some pretty outrageous activities in in, in both Libya and in Syria. This is basically a, cr- a criminal warlord who who took on the boss and lost in this case. Briefly then, Duncan, you, you talked about the, the scale of the fighting force that he assembled in the, the mercenary group, the Wagner mercenary group. What of that group now? Wagner's main, main effort um, has been economic in, in Africa. They have been going after two things in Africa. They have been going after gold, which they then launder and process through Dubai. And they've been going after hardwoods particularly in the Central African Republic. There's huge value in, in, in hard, African hardwood from that part of the, of the world, and they rip out these ancient forests. It's a money-making machine, and it masquerades as an influence peddler for the, uh, for the, for the Kremlin. It's not really. It's about extracting resources. It's, it's, it's pure adventurism. So that's their Africa business, and it is, of course, a major factor at the moment in Africa. You've, you've seen the recent <clears throat> coup in Niger, which is in part backed by by uh, Wagner forces. You've now got Nigeria that looks like it's going to lead a counter coup against against the the um, the regime in, in in Niger. So this it's it's created as much instability as it has stability, but it has for many years provided uh, Putin, provided the Kremlin, and provided the army with a an off the books. Um, opportunity to take part in in foreign military adventures and interventions without necessarily having to invoke various charters in in, in Moscow. The issue now for Putin is this, is that, you know, with Wagner rapidly becoming a, 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 one could argue, a a sort of diminishing force, military force, they've been dispersed. A lot of them have gone to uh, Belarus, but are now just disappearing from Belarus to go to Africa or just just disappear. With them on the on the decline, Putin's big challenge now, and this is the real issue with Wagner, is that he does not want to issue a general mobilization to continue to fight the war in Ukraine because it was the general mobilization during the First World War when Russia was 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 taking terrible casualties that led effectively to the Russian Revolution. So what is springing up and all over Russia now are, st- are where you've got a state entity, for example, the state space company, the arms companies, the oil companies are starting to form militias, which look very much like Wagner, where people are from those factories, people from those communities are joining armed militias. They're as well paid as the Wagner mercenaries, and they are available for mobilization in Ukraine. 
And this is a way for Putin to avoid a general mobilization in, into the Russian army. So I think it's still, there's a lot, there's a lot of dust yet to settle on what has happened uh, in, in the last 24 hours. We need to see what happens to the former Wagner fighters, some of whom have sworn revenge. We'll, we'll see where that takes them. Um, but this, this is a very significant um, and, and, and very concerning development within, within Russia today. Duncan, thank you very much for that analysis. That's Duncan Bullivant, Special Advisor to the Head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK Mission to Kosovo in 99, and of course now CEO of the Henderson Group, an international risk management consultancy. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.